They told me for years there was no money in podcasting. Well, they were all wrong. This is an ambiguous podcast solutions original podcast. A podcast years in the making. Centered around You're listening to Talking with Tarasha. With your host and founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, Will Tarashuk. Join Will and his guests as they talk about anything and everything under the sun. Now, without further ado, let's do this. Yes, I know I have gray hair. Hello, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another fun edition of the Talk with Tarashuk podcast. I can't get over how silly and ridiculous that intro is, Christian. I don't know what it is. Every time I hear it, it just gets me all the giggles and feels. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And uh, not because I produced that intro that I find it hilarious and, and great. It just absolutely is because you sound like God himself. This is an ambiguous podcast. That's that's all you, man. It's it's my it's my Neil voice. You know, anytime I, anytime I do a remote interview, I do the same thing. I play the intro. So just one, cause it kind of sets the mood. It gets me ready. And also, it kind of it's like an imp- it's an impression on the guest. But it kind of like, oh, this is like legit now. And then every single time I do that, they have a comment on it on how awesome it is. So it's a nice humble brag on my part. But this is a Talk with Tarashuk podcast. I am Will Tarashuk. T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-A-2-K. The people, the last thing people love to misspell and mispronounce, but that's okay because I do it every single time on this podcast. The unknown, unnamed nonsense edition where myself, Will Tarashuk, and Christian Man behind the board uh, ask a lot of questions and we have random answers and have a lot of fun. Uh, last week, thank, oh, thank you again to my guest, uh, Mr. YLP himself. Uh, Zach, it was a phenomenal time, a lot of fun. All the clips are available on YouTube uh, and TikTok and YouTube Shorts and all that fun stuff will be trickling out over the next few weeks. So check all those out. It's a lot of fun. If you want to be a guest, reach out to me, will at APSpodcast.com. Enough of me and my plugs. Christian, first question. First question. Are you organized? Am I organized? Well, that depends who you ask. If you're asking me, yes. <laughs> I am very organized. My organizational skills, and if you enter my apartment, my apartment is not organized. It looks like it's chaos. It looks like it's an absolute mess, which to some extent it kind of is, but I know where everything is. So as long as it's organized to me, y'all don't really matter, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Like, it's organized chaos. Now, where I'm definitely the most organized uh, is, like, digitally. Like, if you go on my computer, like, because you've seen our Dropbox. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, when I saw that, when I saw your Dropbox and how all the folders and every episode was labeled. There was a, there's, a, there's a folder for audio. There's a folder for video. I was like, oh, I need to step my shit up. This guy, this guy's doing it right. Yeah, digitally, I am very, very organized. It's, it's, it's definitely when my uh, OCD kicks in. OCD is like your obsessive compulsive disorders. Mm. Uh, you know, some people, like, you know, they got to, like, touch doorknobs. Um, mine is more like that organizational thing. Like I grew up a lot of DVDs. I had a whole case full of DVDs and eventually Blu-rays. Uh, they had to be organized in a very certain way. So like all the Harry Potter movies had been next to each other, all the Lord of the Rings movies next to each other. But I got a little more anal than that as well. Like all the Tom Hanks movies had to be next to each other. So any movie that had Tom Hanks or Leo DiCaprio or Denzel Washington had to be next to each other, which also kind of got in the way because sometimes, like, the directors need to be next to each other. It's like Spielberg. Scorsese. Scorsese. Like, all those movies had to be next to each other. But it's like, okay, so you got a Scorsese movie with with DiCaprio in it, 
And then like Titanic needs to fit in there somewhere. So it's like Iris just sitting on the floor going. You're like how? these these damn actors doing movies with different directors. Yeah, yeah. It's like how the fuck can I organize this correctly? And like you know, if it was on shelves, they they all had to they all, all the fit on one shelf. Like they couldn't go. Like I couldn't have Scorsese movies bleed over to another shelf. That's just ridiculous. So in a sense, I'm too organized. Digitally. Digitally. <laughs> well, that, well, no, that was more literal because that was like a physical well, space. Oh, right, in a, right, in a movie right. Shelf. That is a physical space, yeah. but it's very it's very specific. Yeah. So are you organized? Am I organized? You know, when you said organized chaos, I was like, damn, I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm organized when it comes to specific things. It's more like I'm organized when it comes to things where people will see. Like the studio. I keep it pretty organized. Very clean. Very clean studio. Um, you know, every time a session comes in, you know, I hit it with a vacuum and I, you know, make sure no dust is collected. But in general, in life, in my personal space... Not very organized. I know where everything is. Again, organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and important things like project folders for clients and things like that for their audio or for the video. I tend to keep that pretty organized. But in general, I can't say I can't say I'm an organized person for sure. Like, especially, especially, I try to be organized. Though. I mean, like with things like my calendar, I keep it organized. It's all color coordinated. Mm. Pick that up as a financial advisor. Just like it was a fun thing to do for me. Make it all neat. You know, that type well, of thing. Calendars are interesting because the key to a the, the key to an organized calendar is just keep it basic, right? Like my calendar um, at home, I have my regular my Gmail my like my regular Gmail calendar, which is um, a lot of my work stuff mm-hmm. because um, I do all my production from home, and I, I'm not on the company's VPN because it's on my own it's my own computer, right? So like if there's a and all my shits on Zoom. So all the calendar invites come in through Zoom. Um, so that's on one calendar. But I also have my APS calendar, my Will APS calendar, which is a lot of this, like, you know, I schedule podcasts or um, meetings or, you know, what have you. And in the future, that's going to be very more disorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like how Google does it because Google also does a great job of keeping me organized where it's like the calendars, it's two separate calendars, but they're next to each other. You know what I mean? So it's like it's columns, and if I if I click on Jared's calendar or the uh, info at calendar, you said Google does that. Google does that automatically. Oh, yeah, Outlook used to do that. Um, my current Outlook just blends the calendars. This, see, that's I used to like that more, until Google just changed it up on me, and it really threw me off. I, it might be because like when I did have it that way, it was a, a work edition of Outlook. Yeah, no, no, you're right, because Outlook does do that. Because on my, my my company laptop. Uh, it's very the calendar is so disorganized because it's not just my calendar, it's the production calendar, it's the broadcast Ooh, calendar, it's, it's the events team calendar, it's the holiday calendar, and it's just like there's so much shit on that calendar that I'm not involved with. Like, oh, a company's IPOing, why is this on my calendar? But it is because you know it is. Mm. So it's just like a calendar. It's needs important to, be, to you if, if you want it to be important to you. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's important to know. It's like okay, you know, I can't buy this stock for a little bit or whatever. Um. So like, an organized calendar is very very important. It's just sometimes it's out of your control. Like Outlook completely out of your control. Google took an adjustment period because it's like I liked having everything on one calendar because it was it was longer, right? The events took up the whole screen. Now it's like okay, now it's in kind of segments and blocks. But he got used to it. It's like oh, this is actually much more organized 
right. like a physical calendar. I can't imagine how people like back in like the 80s or the 90s or early 2000s like had daily planners like in a like even in like elementary school they give like a, like I give a calendar like a notebook. Oh, I know I know tons of people who still do that. They I mean the people I do know, it's like I know girls who do that. They they yeah, they girls, have like the yeah. they have these planners, they're decorated and they're bedazzled. when they say check my calendar they re- like the like the pages have certain print on them. What, yeah. what you know, whatever it is, maybe sticky notes. Maybe it's out. uh, F- like Phineas and you know, you know, whatever, <laughs> or it's flowers yeah. or yeah, whatever yeah. the case, but whatever Rick and Morty, whatever it is, right? Um, but I have not met a lot of, a lot of guys. I'm not saying that as a blanket statement, but I'm just saying in my experience that is what I've seen is that a lot of a lot of a lot of women use planners, physical well, planners. Well, I'll say as a blanket statement, women are way more organized than men. Oh yeah, Fuck, but yeah, no, but yo. There's some very unorganized women out there. Oh yeah, no, because like some people, like if we go back to like oh like oh guys are so messy. Mm, there's some real messy women out there. Yeah, you know, go to a sorority house. Yeah, oh yeah, they're See, a mess. <laughs> you they're know what I'm saying? Mess. Like it depends. You know, there's nothing really too gender specific on either side. There's some very OCD, meticulous men that like if something is out of place, they're like the mic was like this last time I came. Right, and, and then and then there's people like Frank. Remember we went to Frank's house for Jared's birthday last oh, year. Oh yeah, Frank Barnes. Yeah, who is shout out to Frank. Love shout that out to guy. Frank. But super genuinely nice guy. Super meticulous and organized to a fault almost. I don't. I don't like see. Like that's always, something. That's something that you've who, seen. I didn't. I didn't really get a glimpse of that. Yeah, it's because I was there, I was there first. I'm, okay. good, I'm the best friend. Um, <laughs> no, I was there. I was there early. So he's setting up. He's like he's one of those people. Who like, hey, put a coaster under that. But it's like, dude, it's a bottle of water. I said coaster. Right, but like he's like right. it's like that kind of thing, but he's like super organized in mm-hmm. that way, and you know, and he is a male and he is a man, uh, but typically like with those, those daily planner things, it's like the daily planner. It looks super disorganized, but you go through it and you're like this makes no sense to me. But no, 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 it's right here. Organized chaos. I've had moments like let me check my calendar. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh wow, okay, there it is. There it is. I'm like, okay, maybe my my life would be <laughs> better if I did this too. Dude, sometimes something. But I mean, but the thing is, I don't I don't do physical planner. I'll I'll put it on my you know my digital calendar. Yeah. No, on, I, I like I like the digital much better because it's just, it's easier to. Well, organize. it's and it's always accessible. Yeah. You know, in this world that we live in. Like if someone's just like, hey, I need I need a, I need a, I need a link to the, like a Dropbox. I need a link to this Dropbox video. All I need is the date. Just give me the date and like a YouTube link, and I'll find it. In minutes because I'm very very organized right so there's a question on here that I'm very confused about oh ask it let's go are you mad are you mad mad that Adele lost weight I don't know why this question is on here because people are fucking mad that Adele lost weight that's why they're mad people are mad they're legitimately upset that Adele has lost weight and bettered herself and like, and so here's the. Here's it a, like I liked her better when she was when she was overweight. Yes, yeah, yes, generally yes. There's fucking assholes out there who liked Adele better when she was fat because they are also fucking fat, and it gives them credence uh, and it, like, it gives uh, them was, excuse for being fat. She was one of us. Yeah, we you lost, were one of us. We lost one. You represented one. us, and now you're thin and bettered yourself. <laughs> we it's lost. Like, we lost one. It's like, listen, listen. If you like Adele now because she's thin, you know you're also an asshole. But well, if you, oh, if you like her music more because she's thin, then yeah, you're definitely yeah, you're an, an asshole. asshole. But if same you, voice, yeah. But if you dislike Adele because she lost weight, you are a bigger 
fucking asshole because your asshole is also fucking larger. This makes me this makes me very mad. This makes me so it makes me their mad that people are mad that Adele lost in, weight. Their asshole changed in size. Yeah, like Adele lost weight, her <laughs> asshole became smaller because she lost weight. I don't, and, know, I don't dude, know if that's how it works. It's, I, it, I'm not a biologist. It might I mean, your, geni- I know. I mean your genitalia doesn't grow and <laughs> decrease in size. Uh, I mean, no, no, but <laughs> all right, all right. So if, if you're if you're overweight, right, you're pushing out heavier loads. I mean, so it's got to expand a little bit. It I'll, has I'll, to. I'll accept this for the comedy, but <laughs> okay. So pull pull the picture of Adele before and after, because right. let me say, I've never been a massive fan of Adele. You know, I've always said let's do Adele. She has a phenomenal voice, always tremendous voice, deserves every bit of success. But the fact that she was fat and now she is no longer fat, never cared. I only started caring when Adele had to write an article. Oh, wow, man. Yeah, pull it up. Pull it up. This is this is insane. Yeah, look at her. She looks phenomenal on the right. She looks great. She looks pretty good on the left, though. Like, Honestly, you know- that's not her at her worst on the left. Like, okay. she, was, she was really, she was big. And it's not like people shamed her into losing weight. She made the conscious effort on herself to go, listen, I am unhealthy. I want to lose weight. And she did. Like you, this you, is a pretty big. Yeah, that, that's that's significant. You know what? The, you know what the response is to Adele losing weight? You go, girl. Good for you. Women empowerment. Absolutely. Not just not just. Oh my God, Adele! Like, what happened? You were one of us. Oh, just stuffing your fucking face with funyuns. God. You're pretty. You're pretty. Uh, you get. You're pretty amped up about yeah, this. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I, I saw a Yahoo News article that Adele felt bad. That her decision angered and upset so many of her fans. Oh, and this is a real thing. This is a real thing, and I'm like, and I just want to go like, listen, that's, re- that's real. That's, that's it's sad. That's sad it's stuff. It's sad. Man. It's that's like sad you, stuff. You feel You're like, bad. I wasn't motivated to lose weight as long as Adele was fat because she's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's great. So she made it okay. She made it okay to be unhealthy because, like, if we take, we take, you know the physical aesthetic out of the equation. It's really about health. Yes. You made it okay to be overweight, obese, whatever you want to call it, bottom line, unhealthy. Yes. And they're like, oh, I don't have an excuse anymore because Adele lost. That's a, that's, that, see, that opens up a whole other thing that pisses me off, the, like the way that people worship celebrities to the extent where – Someone gaining or losing weight or changing their hair yeah. or getting plastic surgery yeah. actually affects the decisions you make yeah. on your day-to-day lives. Yeah. Ridic- that's like a whole other thing. Like I would I would love to speak to someone who is upset that Adele lost weight and be like, why? 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 Why are you upset? And listen, I know I'm bashing on fat people. You know, if, <laughs> and, and and listen. You ever seen Bill Burr's thing on uh, on fat people? I, I'm sure I have. He, he's like he he says that uh, you know, we live in a world now where you're not. He's like he's like I know I'm not supposed to make fun of fat fat people. He's like, but why not? Why not? <laughs> he's like, you're fucking overweight. He's like, you did this. You you ate your way in. You could walk your way out. It's, it's yes. He said it's completely curable. Yes, it's it not is. like making fun it of. Is. It's not making fun of a disease. It is completely curable. Well, I will, and he I said we live in a time a where you're not. He said shame is a genuine human emotion, mm-hmm. and we're just not supposed to feel it anymore. Exactly. Correct. You're you not know? like yeah. You're not supposed to feel it. Or or it's like 
especially young people. Not that being fat is something to be shameful about because there are plenty of guys, plenty of girls, plenty of people, both sides of the aisle, everything in between, that like heavier people. Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. I've had my fair share of fat chicks, let's be real. <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, it, it happens, right? It happens. And, like, listen, if, if you're overweight and you don't want to lose weight, I'm not going to go in your face and be like, you should probably lose weight. If you ask me your opinion on health, I'm say, yeah, you should probably lose some pounds. And that's coming from me, who is not in shape. I am a weak, frail dude. Right? I am, I am not – I'm not fat. How much you bench? I have no idea. Not a lot. I honestly have peak, no idea. Peak Will Terrace. I, I used – I like, when I was unemployed, I did go to the gym just to, like, try and keep myself busy. And I would bench, I would work out. I got a little buff, but not like crazy. I wasn't like you know whatever. Right. But I was ne- I was never fat. I was never the fat kid. And if you're fat, you know you have a right to be fat. You know whatever you do, you live your life. <laughs> know your rights. Know your rights exactly. But if you're mad that someone lost weight because, like, why? 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 And she looks amazing. That and is, she's that, just pretty, as talented. That's pretty insane. Yeah, it's fucking wild. And I like honestly, dude, this this is this is a, this is a thing, um, because fat shaming works, depending who you're shaming, right? And not, and it's never as there's skinny shaming does exist, but it's not nearly on the same level. Well, dude, I think honestly, because uh, I talk about this a lot with certain people, I think ultra thin people are way more disgusting than ultra-fat people because they, they look way more unhealthy. And they right, probably are right, way more unhealthy. Right, because it's like, it's like extremely fat people. Mm, it just, with, with extremely th- skinny people, like, I mean, anorexic type of thing, yeah. you look like your body is shutting down. Yeah. Which there is an argument to be made that the same thing is happening for extremely fat people. I'm talking about those shows where people weigh 600, 700, 800 pounds and can't yeah. get out of bed. Yeah. Um, that ain't good either. And there are there are some people out there who do have a gen, gen, a, gen a genuine disorder. Thy, thyroid, thyroid issues. Thyroid, yeah, like, like family family history. Right, Those right, people right. do exist, but even if they do lose weight, it's very, very hard. Eating can be addiction. I don't want to discredit those people. Definitely an addiction. And how hard they work, but... um. You like, see, to all the people who don't believe that, give up your favorite food. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard losing your, your weight. favorite snack, your favorite dessert, your favorite. Let's say if you're a cheese, you're a burger fanatic. Stop eating burgers mm-hmm. for like try to do it for try to do it for a month. Yeah, it's very hard. Like losing weight is hard. It's difficult, and that's the reason because people can't change their eating habits. Well, because it's dude, like people. That's, love- the one, that's one of the big reasons, aside from the, the the genetics and you know certain illnesses that you might have. The hardest part. The reason why people cannot lose weight, because the way I look at it is that losing weight, and I've done it. I've lost 50, 50 pounds, 60 pounds before. Mm. And the reason why I was able to do it in like three months, like literally three months, people thought I was like, are you okay? Are you sick? Oh, yeah. No, me too. It's like, no, I was eating like a disgusting person every single day, and I just started eating healthy. And the pounds just fell off. Yeah. Um, but I think losing weight is debate, arguably... 70 30 60 40 diet on the high part oh definitely yeah like yes 60 percent 60 percent diet or 70 percent diet even in some cases and if you it, and it depends on where you're starting if you're you're eating like a disgusting person like i was and then just basically a thousand calorie drop every single day yeah 
then it's going to happen quickly for it's you. Diet but it's hard exercise. to stick to. Diet and exercise. It's so important. And I need I need better both of them, right? I, I need to eat more. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't eat enough. Uh, I know we talked about eating schedules a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I definitely need to eat more and exercise way more. You know, like I do a lot of walking on Hoboken. Like I had my buddy over the other night to watch the home run derby. And like I live on a fifth floor walk up. And he's like, I don't know how you do this every day. I go, dude, like I walk. He's like, first of all, he lives like downtown, like on Third Street. I live on 12th. He's like, I had to walk up here and then five flights of stairs. That's like hard. And I'm like, dude, that's not hard. Like I walk all over Hoboken. My, my main exercise well, is since, walking. Well, since you are talking about walk-ups, I think that's a perfect transition to the, the next question and kind of already have the answer. Stairs or escalators? Me personally, if I'm not, you know what? I was going to say if I'm not in a rush. If I am in a rush, I take the stairs because we live in America. Always take the stairs. I think I think because we live in America, and everybody else is taking the escalator or taking the elevator. If I'm in a rush, well, stairs I, all I the think, way. I think but, a, I think it's a question on there. Who but I, I also just always try to get exercise when there's opportunities. Like if I'm not going to be a guy who lives in the gym or goes to the gym at right. all, currently I do not have a membership. I always take the stairs. I, I, I would really just feel like a lazy piece of shit. Always, <laughs> if always there's take stairs, the stairs available, mm-hmm. and I'm just always like, ah, oh, man, like yo, what? Co- you're at a real low if you can't take the stairs, man. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta do what you can. So I believe the question was, who are escalators for? No, it said stairs or escalators. Stairs or escalators? Yeah, I think there's another one. It has to be another one. That's who are escalators for? Let me, let me do a quick F, quick control F. Uh, S. Escalators. Uh, it's it's, it's SQ. Uh, <laughs> Who are escalators for? Stairs or escalators? Because that's, one, that's mean, escalators 123. Are, escalators are for people that literally, physically would have issues getting upstairs. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So or, okay, was, I mean, uh, well, when I say physical, I mean like a person who's just like handicapped. They, well, well, I was, I was separating them. Handicapped people, but also people that like literally might have a heart attack if they like if they walk up the stairs. Yeah. So escalators are for the handicapped, the elderly, and the disabled. If you are not one of those three things, you're actually taking the stairs. Right. It's that simple. And that's 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 a creed I live by. That's a little Tarashik original. I always take the stairs. I always take the stairs. Always I, take the stairs. I'm going to Europe in a month. And then you know how they say Americans are fat. I want to see. They are fucking fat. Oh, this is this is indisputable. But I want to see just my own little social social experiment. Like what a what a dork. Like this is the stuff that's on my mind. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look around and be like, hmm. They have escalators, but I'm gonna be like, huh. Let me. I just want to take a picture of New York City, escalator stairs, go to Europe, mm-hmm. s- see what see what the habits are, see what the behaviors are mm-hmm. for this particular topic. Very different. It's gonna be very different. Well, people. People in uh in Europe are a lot thinner, but they also they eat very differently. Mm. They eat very differently. Now, uh, one caveat here, <laughs> obviously, I will take an elevator. <laughs> like oh yeah, like oh well, even- you oh my yeah. Let me tell you this: every apartment that I've had has always never been on the first floor. It's always been a walk up. Mm-hmm. It was never in like a building with an elevator. It was like, you know, uh, three families, four family, you know, units on each. Always had to walk up. Always had to drag, like, every single thing when I'm moving. Yeah. The oh, worst. I, oh, but not not that I didn't live on the first floor. I always lived on the top floor. That's what it was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I, I lived, I lived. Uh, it was like a thing. It was a five, 
five-story building, five mm-hmm. floors. And there was an elevator other than the fourth floor. Took the stairs every single day, up and down. The only time I took the elevator is, is if I had to carry something that was too big to take the stairs on. Or um, I moved. Well, the other thing is I just really don't trust elevators in general. I feel like that's like, well, I don't not trust them. But you're hanging in a big metal box by a cable. Yeah. I don't really – not that there's – I mean, statistically, we could look up what the what like elevator accidents – I mean, they're very rare. Where, very rare. Where even if they do yeah. happen, people usually don't die. But it's a metal box <laughs> hanging from a cable. Steel yeah. cable, but yeah. still. Yeah, but no, always take the stairs. I remember one time uh, my, mom, my mom and dad were visiting me. And like they enter my apartment for like the first time, I, I take the stairs. We get up walking down the hall, and my mom's like, "You didn't tell me there was an elevator." I was like, "It's four flights." I was like, "What do you mean?" And just like it's like uh, like maybe six months after she's off a cat, that she broke her leg like really really badly. Uh, so it's like, oh my bad, sorry mom. Sure, told you there was an elevator. <laughs> admittedly, as we get older, our bodies slow down, and I do give people. Older yeah, people, like like my parents, I'm not. You yeah, know what I mean, I'm a, my parents aren't like elderly, but like you know what I mean. I, I'm giving them a pass. Yeah, but like, but more props to them if they take the stairs. Dude, even worse in New York is when people walk up the escalator. Oh, I do that. It's like you because like when you, you come, can go sometimes when to you hell. thing is when <laughs> I when I used to work in uh, Midtown, sometimes you come out the subway. The only option is escalators. Yeah. So, and I'm in a rush. And, and and the thing is, New Yorkers know this. You got the line for the people taking the escalator on, on the, the right. right side. Yep, and you walk up the And the people with their, like, briefcases and gotta go, just walking up the side. Yeah. Walking up the left side. Yeah, New Yorkers do have that etiquette. It's uh, if you bring unwritten that etiquette, laws of the escalator. Yeah. And, and people get pissed off when you're chilling in the left lane. They do, as they should. As <laughs> they should. You know, like, but. The light is green. But it's just like if you if you can walk up the stairs, like just, there's been sometimes like you know like there's that there's that 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 rush of like this in the subway and there's a big group of people going running down the stairs. Mm. I'll still walk up the stairs and fuck their day up. I don't care. Oh, you saying you'll walk when you say if they're in a rush? Yeah, like look. Like, oh, you're like the guy going sl- like going twenty. No, 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 no. Twenty five. Is that I'm what you're saying? saying? I, I'm walking into oncoming traffic. Is what I'm saying. Oh, it's okay. so like people are running down the stairs and like going, trying to get the train. I'm coming off the train, going up. I still take the stairs and I will walk into those motherfuckers and weave through them. I mean, personally, I'm convinced that every, every, every New Yorker, at least, or people that commute and are in New York, whether that's for work or they hang out there has a certain level of juking yeah. oh, skills. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because it's heavily, it's overpopulated. What are there? Nine million people in New York? Nine million people live, I think it's- No, eight, 18. No, it's, I think it's eight million people living in the city, 11 to 15 million people commuting in and out every single day. I'm saying like in, like in, in New York State, more than half of the population is in New York City. Yes, definitely. The so you got to be able to- yeah, move out the way yes. and be able to navigate. Yeah. Every person, regardless of age. <laughs> it's like dodging raindrops, man. I mean, but this the stairs and escalators thing, dude, that goes that goes back goes back to fat people. And like I I, I really I really do have a bone to pick <laughs> I really do have a bone to pick with fat people. Like I do. And I my, my put on fat shaming. Fat shaming does work. 
It just has to be the right person, right? Like if like um, well, if it's your if it's your best friend, right? I have a perfect example. And you fat shame someone, like you know, like you know, like, you went here with my cousin Michael, right? And um, he lost a shit ton of weight. Yeah, he, he he's a he's a little he's a little overweight, but I wouldn't I would I wouldn't he's not like a fat no, guy. Com- compared to what he you know? was, you know, he's not com- like whoa. compared to what he was, he lost a lot of weight. And right. when he was big, I remember I remember, I fat shamed him a little bit because I love him and I want him to be better. And then and every time I see him now, I make sure to tell him how great he looks. Right, it works both ways. Keep him going. Keep him going. Exactly. Keep him going. I- it's like if I'm fat if I'm fat shaming you. It's because I want you to be better. Mm. I want you to be healthier. I want you to live longer. I want you in my life longer. But it, it you gotta you gotta know your audience, right? There's other fat people in my life. It's just like I just don't love you enough. And that's just the honest truth. It's like yeah, you're, <laughs> it's like you're really fat. But I just I just I don't care to have that argument with you. Like I don't care that you're really fat, right? It's like that sounds bad. Like I, my great friend, great guy, but it's just like. Man, I just I just don't care to fat shame you because I don't one I don't think it's gonna get anywhere. And two, it's just like whatever. I think the the most effective fat shaming but is, it does work. is coming from other formerly fat people. Explain. So I there's two people, not gonna name their names. One of them was large. Big, huge, even, um, and and their family. The the second person is family with the huge person. Mm-hmm. Now the second one, she got pretty big too. Not huge, but pretty big. But the first one, the huge one, so messed up. I'm calling them huge and like slightly, <laughs> but anyway, um, lost tons of weight, like a hundred pounds, and like. 10, 12, 15 years old than the other and is looking at the one who's just starting to get big and it's like, yo, fat shaming a little bit, get it together. But the message isn't the same coming from a skinny person calling somebody fat. Mm. It's from a person who was fat. Yeah. And much, it still is a little, it's, it still is a little bit overweight, but is on that journey and is further along. Yeah. So I think the message, this is like, the other question, I think last week, who's more, what's more important, the message or the messenger? Death, the messenger. In the, that case, in that case, the definitely the messenger. Definitely the messenger, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think this country has a big problem with weight and health in general, right? Because now it's just like I understand, I understand the idea and the sentiment behind body positivity. It's ironic. It's all it ironic. Really, is ironic. The way we, per- the way, the way that unhealthy. Not not in recent times, but the way that unhealthy eating is so embedded in yeah. the quote unquote American culture, but what's also equally embedded in the culture is perpetuating uh, the per- perfect body images in the media. It's like it's very ironic. And, and it's that- like, yo, we eat like this is like culturally, this is kind of how we're eating. Like think think about stereotypical New York. It's like halal. Big hot dog with like uh, relish. Halal guys, you know dude. what I'm saying? Like big old, big old hot dog with like yeah. relish and all the accents, onions packed on. You know what I'm saying? Caked on. Like this is the type of stuff that like we're used to culturally. But yeah. then look at look at the ads. And I'm saying I'm saying not so much in recent time because now there are like body positive things with 
um, plus size um, models and things like this. And some of them look great. Yeah. Uh, there was one, I forget what it was, who it was. She wasn't big enough for me to remember her name, but, you know, she was on the cover, I think, of Vogue or some, like, girly magazine or whatever. Right. And people, particularly on the right, were saying, you know, like, this is disgusting, you know, she, this isn't good for health and yada, yada, yada. I took a look at the picture, I'm like, yo, she looks fine as hell. Like, look she good. looks, she looks really attractive because she's not, she wasn't even fat. She was full. She looked like an, right. she looked like an actual fucking woman. Right. Like, she looked like a right. real person. Right, right. Right? It's just like. <laughs> not a teenager. <laughs> fat, fat shaming can go too far to the point where it's just like, no, no, no. Well, it's also it's, it's, it's like it's is also, she is she big? It's I mean, huge, subjectively maybe. It's a huge cultural thing. Yeah, but like this woman in particular, she looked amazing. She was was she like a typical model? No, but she looked healthy. She looked very healthy. Like the whole like big is beautiful thing makes me sick because like I mean yeah, beauty's the eye beholder, sure. But you know what's beautiful? Healthy. Healthy is beautiful. If you're healthy, you're fucking sexy. Yeah, I mean, that kind of, there's so much gray area, especially with, like, cult, like culturally, of what what is fat, what is big, yeah. what is overweight. Well, well his, <laughs> you know, normally, some guys I hang out with, there'll be, a, like, a girl that is, you know, or, or, you know, a guy or a girl that is a, of a certain weight, and I'm like, oh, she's attractive. And it's like, oh, she's kind of fat. <laughs> well, see, normally Christian, well, because we got all these things. We got we got chubby. We got yeah. thick. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we got thick full. with two C's. Mm-hmm. We got full. We got like I guess obese. I I don't know. But there's a lot of a lot of gray area. Yeah, it's a spectrum, and that's what it comes sure. down to. Like the subjectiveness of it all. Of like, oh, you think like, oh, you think that's normal. I think that's kind of or you know, you think that's normal. I think that's kind of fat. Or you, th- I think that's normal. That's kind of that's kind of skinny. Well, that that but it, le- it, it all depends on who you're talking to. That leads into our next question because Christian, typically, person who would decide those is called a doctor. Uh, so the um, next the next question is, what makes a good doctor? What makes a good doctor? What hold on, good- hold on. I'm I'm I'm, c- I'm cutting to you. Ask the question. I normally do this. So next question, what makes a good doctor? Now, I've had plenty of doctors. I have my own health issues. Um, and all most of my doctors in my life have been phenomenal, whether it's physical, mental, whatever. But I'm just going to go with physical here, going on the weight analogy. Um, the past few times I went to the doctors, this is in New York City. Um, they're great doctors. I'm not going to get me wrong. They take very good care of me. However... They have asked permission to weigh me. Ask permission. They they ask permission. Is it okay if we take your weight? See. And to me. See, I find that problematic. Very problematic. So problematic. If if I'm doing a if I'm doing a physical and I'm like tell the doctor like all right you could check everything out but my left elbow's off limits. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. No, yeah, you, I'm like it's my job. So that's, as a doctor to examine everything that I'm supposed to examine. I'm not asking for permission. This is my job. I'm failing you. Yeah, if I don't do all of that. If your doctor offends you, that means you're doing something wrong. <laughs> like a doctor, my I I want my doctor to offend me, and sometimes I'm sometimes I kind of call my doctor on a bullshit. So for example, I got Crohn's, right? 
Mm-hmm. And Crohn's is an intestinal disease where I can't eat certain things because it'll, my, my intestines can't digest them properly. So like nuts, uh, skin of fruit, seeds, like anything with high fiber, granola. So as long as I don't eat those things, I'm pretty much in remission. So I ask my doctor all the time, what can I eat, right? What should I be eating? What should I not eat? Right. And she tells me all the time, well, um, as long as you're not having symptoms, you can eat whatever you want. So then I got to go, okay, what will give me symptoms? Because it's like Crohn's is a tough disease because it's chronic and there's no really cure or really tr- like there's treatments and it's gotten better. But there's no like set treatment because it's, it's tough. It's, a, it's an underfunded disease to study because it's not really deadly. So like she's doing the best she can because she doesn't really have a direct answer. So I'm like, okay, I'll draw the conclusion for you. Don't eat these lists of things and you'll be good. And guess what? I haven't eaten those lists of things and I've been good. But she's a phenomenal Are doctor. Are there things or is it depending on the person? It, it's, it's, I think it's also probably depending on the person. Probably. Because I, I just see the Crohn's commercials. You mm. probably know the- Remicade. Remicade. Those are- uh, no, it's, Or it's, it's the injection. I forget which one. It might be Remicade. It might be something else. Yeah. Um, but the sign of a good doctor- And Crohn's is what? Kidneys? Intestines. Oh, yeah. okay. So the sign of a good doctor is one who is authoritative and tells you what to do. Like I had, um, I went and saw. Very, and, and good at breaking things down. Yeah. A doctor. A doctor shouldn't ask permission. A doctor, like, okay, I'm not going to go as far as and say that doctor needs sales skills, but not in the sense of selling the idea to you, but in the sense of taking sometimes complex ideas. Yeah. And breaking it down for the everyday person who might not be in the know because obviously they didn't spend, you know, 10 years in school after, you know, 10 to 15 years in school learning all the things that they knew medically. Right. And it's being it's, able to break things down into something simple, understandable and digestible, especially with weight, too, mm-hmm. because, like, again, me, for example, I went to the doctor and they asked me to take my weight. Now, and yet I went, yes, please take my weight. Absolutely. I need to know what my weight is because weight is a direct factor towards health in a lot of instances. So they take my weight and she goes, oh, wow, you've lost like 10 pounds in the past year or so. And I go, well, that's good to know. Good. What if, now, what if I said, no, you can't weigh me? <laughs> you know, now, now, I, now I need to come back and go, okay, I need to make a life adjustment. And a good doctor would be like, okay, you need a life adjustment. When I was in high school, I was very underweight. They put me on protein shakes, right, to get my weight up because that's important towards health. Nowadays, I don't know how it is in other parts of the country, but in New York, if you're asking permission to take someone's weight and they say no, why did you go to the doctor? It's like, you know what? It's like trying to avoid bad news. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Um, I mean, I'm not really trying to hear that right now. Just tell me the positive things. Right. So okay. just tell me the positive things. Like, if we, if, you're going to have to tell me some bad stuff if, we, if I get on the scale right now. Right. <laughs> right? Like, they, they had to do an examination, and they had to go, like, is it okay if you, like, pull your pants down so we can examine you? I go, no. Well, how the fuck are you going to examine me, doctor? Bro, like, we guys, we got the little, we got the zipper. We could, <laughs> right? It's just like, should I take pictures and you can look at them? Like, <laughs> you know, we, we got the zipper thing. It's like, dude, you're a dermatologist. I'm here for, like, a skin. I, you got to check my skin. That's a question my we got to ask. My ass is part of my skin. Like, check for moles that might be cancerous. Runs my family. Like, don't ask me permission to check my fucking skin to do your fucking job. It's like, God damn, it's so, it's like, it's ridiculous. You're a bad doctor. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's rhetorical. It's like, 
But thing thing is, when you ask a question like that, and the person takes it seriously, and then they give you the wrong answer, it just gets real awkward. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, you know, can we uh take can we take a look at this thing? Like most people are gonna go, oh yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was like, then the doctor's sitting there like, um, well, <laughs> you know, it's gonna get real awkward real quick. Yeah. Don't don't ask rhetorical questions. Like ask- say next, we're going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need I need you to walk five paces. You know, bend down and then look in your asshole a little bit. Give you give you like give the uh, what's like the thing like like our dads had to do it. Like you know they, they put the thing up the ass to make sure it's like pro- prostate exam. Prostate exam, right? I don't I didn't know what the tool was. I, th- I thought you, that's what you would ask. It's usually I think it's usually just a doctor's like the glove. Yeah, and it makes that sound <laughs> and like they they just kind of do a little, maybe a knuckle. I don't know. I've never had a prostate exam. Actually, that's. I might have had a prostate exam. I've definitely had a, definitely had a how, doctor's. How would you not remember if you had a no, prostate no, exam? No, I don't know if it was for my prostate exactly. I've had I've had a few doctor's fingers up my ass for examination. Oh, don't get me wrong. Got you, got but you, I don't know if you. it was for the prostate. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, every man needs that, right? If I, a doctor should just come in and be like, you know, you're going there for a, a, you're going there for that thing. The doctor shouldn't ask you for permission to do the thing you came there to do. You're a bad right, doctor. Right, right. You're a bad dad doctor. Like, honestly, dude, if I'm going to the doctor's office, I want a doctor to tell me what to do. I am your bitch. I am a bitch here. I know nothing about this. You direct me. You tell me what to do. Oh, I got. I, I, I want to do another question. This is a funny one. I did not even see this. <sighs> Drives uh, me crazy. This is, this is, it's polarizing. What are your thoughts and I think we might have to wrap up after this one. Definitely. What are your thoughts on Black Santa? Oh, I love Black Santa. I am a huge fan of Black Santa. Black Santa? Dude, not even that. I've had very rare, rare, well, obviously, you know, this is America, and, you know, it's been drilled into the minds of everyone that, you know, Santa's a white man with a white beard. Well, they- I haven't seen a lot of Black Santa. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it 100. <laughs> oh man, I've, I've seen, seen plenty him, of Black Santa. I've seen Santas. him in Friday and Black Santa. Have you seen Have you seen Friday After Next or one of the, any of the Friday series? No. Oh, I will just tell you this: Black Santa was it was it was it was in the ghetto, it was in the hood, bad neighborhood. Black Santa was robbing houses. He was <laughs> he wasn't bringing gifts. He was breaking into the houses with 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 like the the Santa bag and, and taking everybody else. He was taking presents out, <laughs> not putting presents in. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of dude. I, I, I've been brainwashed because ever since I ever since I was young, you know, it was it was White Santa. Well, the, the, we don't even call him White Santa. The, it's just Santa. Saint Saint <laughs> Nicholas. Yeah, the the origins of Saint Nick, uh, Santa Claus, and Christmas is Sinterklaas, right? In like the Netherlands and then Germany, was like the, the Christmas trees actually came from German Germany, right? Um, in fact, I can that. I'm pretty sure, but. The, the folklore in the history of the origins of Santa is that he was just some white European dude, right, who gave gifts. So is Santa white? I mean, technically, but, you know, also, Santa's not real, so he can be whatever the fuck you want him to be. So I, I love Black Santa. Like, I remember um, in my apartment, I had, like, I, I went to CVS, so looking for like my my dad also loves Santa. My dad has a whole huge Santa collection. So I went to CVS to get him like a, a, a Christmas present. I saw one of the Santas, so oh, I, I bought him one. No, you didn't. No, I bought him one, no, a regular Santa. Oh, I thought you bought a you bought your dad a black. No, I bought I bought a black Santa for myself. So oh, it, was, okay. it was a little statue I had at my I had at my apartment. Dude, the irony is, I took it home, and like, 
I sneezed or something, and I dropped the bag, like the CVS bag, and it broke. You broke You broke Black I, Santa? No, I broke the base of Black Santa. So, like, I came on a little base. He still had legs. It still had legs and, like, his feet. So, like, I, I, had, to, I had to position him up against the wall on my dresser so, like, I could still stand him up, but the base broke. So, yeah, I had Black Santa, and I broke him. The next year for Christmas, I got my dad a Black Santa. Oh, that's great. So, what I like, I love Black Santa. I'm saying Black Santa a lot here, I know. But uh, I love that people hate Black Santa even more. Like, if you get upset at someone owning a Black Santa, I think you're a fucking moron. Dumber than people who got mad at Adele and dumber than people who take the Escalade. And it's like slightly racist that it bothers you that much. A little bit. I'd say it's, <laughs> I'd say it's technically racist. <laughs> He's not real. And that's the thing. That's why growing up, you know, I am considered ethnic. I am, you know, black, African-American. And Aren't my you Puerto Rican? My mother's Puerto Rican. Yeah. I'm half and half. Yeah. But I guess being that, like you said, it's fucking made up. Yeah, it's not real. It never became it's a, it, never, it was never like little Christian, like, sit, yeah. down, sit down, Christian, we need to tell you something. And it's not that they're going to tell me that Santa's not real. He's, he's white. They're, 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 <laughs> no, they're going to be like. Santa's black in this family. <laughs> Santa's black in this family. Or Santa's, <laughs> Santa's Puerto Rican in this family. Like, it's never an issue because he's not real. He's not real. He's not real. Dude, Santa can be made and of cotton candy. A, we need to put a disclosure on this video so we don't ruin it for, for some little kids or grown-ass adults who oh, don't know. Please. The, some grown-ass adults who don't know that, that uh, Santa isn't real yet. Dude, little kids have smartphones. The first thing they're going to search for is tits. The second thing they're going to search for is Santa real. You know there's a number? There's a there's it's just a, there's a number for Santa Claus. What do you mean is a number? You know what I have to, I have to show this. What what does that mean? There's a number for Santa Claus. You can call. You oh, can, there's a phone number. You can call. I'm gonna play it. You can call Santa. Yeah, it's great. Yo, I want to. And people talk think Santa. I'm freaking weird for knowing this shit, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's it's funny though. It's well, cause I always wondered. I didn't find this out when I was younger. I was like, I wonder if there's like a like a fake you know, operator thing that you could call. <laughs> Merry Christmas! This is Santa Claus, and you have reached my personal hotline. <laughs> we have been very busy making all of those toys to deliver on Christmas morning, and I want you to know that your family loves you very much. And so do I. So be good, and don't forget to always listen to your parents. When you hear the tone, please leave me your Christmas gift wishes and holiday cheer. Holiday cheer. 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 <laughs> Merry Christmas, and I'll see you soon. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, that guy don't sound black one bit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like an old, old British black guy or whatever. Like, holiday cheer. <laughs> cheer. All right. It's like Morgan Freeman. That's great, Christian. Black Santa. Ugh, I'm, anyway, so, let's, uh, I'm so glad we ended on a happy note. Yeah, Black Santa. And sit, and that, you know, that thing that I just, just Yeah, we'll, <laughs> end, we'll end it there. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Will Tarash. T.S. and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. I did all my plugs in the beginning. We're on a time crunch. Um, so, yeah. Like, share, subscribe, YouTube, TikTok, everything, the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. Support the show. If you want to be a guest, email me, worldapspodcast.com. It's APSPODCAST.com. And Christian, any final words? Um, no, that's it. 
that's it. Cube Recording Studios podcast, talking with Tara Shook, speaking again for, on some unknown, unnamed nonsense. I think we got into uh, less funny and more interesting this episode. So I got so. heated. I got, I, I, I got, got real really upset mad. about the Adele thing. And, and, oh, and Black Santa. And, I did, and doctors. All of it. This oh, was, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Was, this was the, this You're was amped the, up. This was the general idea for the show. You ask me questions, and I just go fucking off on a rant and just keep going and going. and go. I could rant about... Black this Santa. is why you're. This is why you're a podcaster. Yeah, I could rant about these topics for another I, hour. I think we have like a little. We got a thing going on here where like I'm real calm, cool, and collective, and you're just like, ah! I'm off. I'm off the cuff. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like call Jazz or Jared on the way home to continue ranting about this because I gotta get it all out. It's 98 degrees out, and my temperature right now oh is like 104. God, it's super hot. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we'll be all back right. next week. Take thanks everybody for listening, and uh, y'all take care. <laughs>